The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Saturday, January 25th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined as usual with my partner in crime here on a nice, bright Saturday morning with our Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. We are ready to attack this five games on this beautiful Saturday. How are you, Michael? I'm doing swell, Coach. Uh, you know, talking a little bit before air. It's. I, I wish it was a little bit more beautiful outside over here in Connecticut. It's a little wet, a little damp, and, uh, you know, kind of cold. But I'm going to be spending my afternoon working on my girlfriend's car, who woke up this morning with some car issues. So, uh, you know, there might there might be a labor bill coming. So I might Uh-oh. have to, uh, I, you know, I might have to help her out and tell her to get some DFS knowledge. Uh, because you know the work ain't free, Coach. I might have to charge her for the labor, the parts in the labor, man. What is that? What does that run right now nowadays? Oh, uh-huh. you know what? Let's talk off air about that because this <laughs> might be a good score. This could be the perfect score you were looking for, my man. <laughs> if all else fails, I just <laughs> run her up a crazy bill of nine hundred dollars, and that will uh, that will suffice for a few nights worth of lineups. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got the first two words right, but the rest of it, I'm not sure. But uh... <laughs> Again, we'll talk to you off air, sir. These are the type of things when you're you've been around the block, you know, you utilize in your favor, and they end up being <laughs> wonderful, wonderful time spent in on that car. But good stuff, dude. Yeah, I was just I mentioned to you before the the uh, pod the last night. I had a really really good night, top three uh, percent basically across the board uh right at the 400 dfs points mark so all my guys came through it was so much fun watching uh, uh Kawhi throw in all those points and I cat and some really good guys so it was it was a fun night i want to carry the momentum into the weekend absolutely um i did fairly well too uh not as good as you you crushed man couldn't you know a lot of good calls in there uh, you know, I had a, I had every guy I wanted to have. A lot of the guys that were in the winning lineup, but I just didn't get them all together. So, uh, you know, won a little bit of money, but it seems like, you know, if I just had that right combination, I did about 15 lineups, I believe, last night. And, uh, you know, maybe if I did 20, I would have had the right combination. But that's okay. We stayed in the green, and we're going to look to continue that momentum into this nice Saturday's card that we have. And, and that's just, a, a and, you know, a great example of the different styles of play, and I think that's a big part of the reason why we've meshed uh, so well on this show. You know, you built your 15 lineups, played some GPPs and some different things, and, you know, I, I ended up so confident. I had my one lineup, and I rolled with it. I didn't even have a secondary, uh, put that in everything, and, and, you know, luckily I did because – I'm sure if I put another one in, it wouldn't have been as four at 400. So, yeah, just different ways to do it, you know. There's and then there's the next guy that, you know, probably uh, crunches them in an optimizer and throws out 150 in in a bunch of them. So, you know, it regardless of the strategy used to attack the DFS DFS hoops uh, market, it you know there are a lot of ways to win. And unfortunately, if you try to mix some of that stuff, there can be a lot of ways to lose. So you got to be disciplined 
uh, and sold on what uh, what role and what how you're trying to uh, attack uh, the DFS marketplace. And a lot of it has been like we talked about before, uh, Mike. Is uh, I don't know what's gone on with DraftKings, but their pricing is broken, man. It's it's all over the place. They're a bunch of guys way underpriced, and so. You know, that it used to be so easy to look at the top two of, of DraftKings and FanDuel, and they were, you know, usually uh, DraftKings was a couple hundred dollars more on, like, each guy. It was, it was pretty consistent. But now it's like you got to do one site completely, start over, and do the second because it, it's crazy pricing. I don't know what's what the real reason is, but uh, it's nuts. I'm, I love it. That's that's one of my favorite things is the pricing discrepancies, you know, whether a guy's underpriced or overpriced, that's the easiest way to just take advantage. And that's something that comes along with just doing DFS for a few years. You start to get you start to hone in on where a player should be priced, uh, you know, based on their averages, their their season performance, their you know recency performance and uh, just indicative on how their careers have kind of flowed over the past few years. So uh, that's something that you can generally get an edge on if, you, if you've been doing this for a decent amount of time. And right. if you haven't, um, that's why we touch on it. Well, I always, you'll always hear me say, this guy's just a little too cheap. Maybe it should be two or $300 more. And you may think, eh, two or $300, what's that matter? It, it makes a huge difference, you, you know? So that's yeah. why we're here. And that's what we're going to try to point out. And especially on uh, these recent slates and goes right into tonight, man. You're right, and I, you know, I'm with you. I think that's why the more games, the better for me, and the more discrepancy, the better for me. Because anything that makes, you know, uh, Johnny Q public uh, get a little bit confused, or just, you know, say screw it, I like this guy, I'm playing him in both, all that stuff, that all plays to our favor. Because the sharks know, you know, they see the whole thing, they take their time, they go through all the the pieces, and you have to do the same thing. Uh, and it can end up being even a better edge than before. So it's exciting stuff. Good time to to get a hot streak going and uh, no reason to not uh, do that this weekend. So before we get off and rolling, quick uh, mention uh, to our presenting sponsor, that would be MyBookie. Uh, we would recommend strongly you go to MyBookie.ag, put in the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, and they will give you half all the way up to $1,000 of your first deposit. So it is free money uh, for those that are gearing up for the Super Bowl and those that uh, are playing the NBA. Uh, MyBookie is great. They're very, very well-respected. Great customer service, quick payouts. You cannot beat them. So uh, get there to MyBookie.ag. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're both sipping on some wonderful Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Uh, definitely look them up uh, online, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, or just a couple of clicks on Amazon, and it will be at your front door with the Andrew Hansen gold clip the next day. All right, uh, when we get uh, before we get jumping in here. We've been taking advantage of this part of it uh, on our last uh, two or three Saturdays. As you know, generally the show is done the night before, and we do that so that when you're on your way to work, you can listen or throughout your day because the three-step process everybody's been killing is listen to the show throughout the day, get your shell lineup going, get all that heading in the right direction, 
then follow us on Twitter and, and at hoop-ball.com throughout the day to, to see all the changes and then lock down in front of your computer that last 30 minutes or phone or however you put your lineups in and make sure that you have all of the changes, restrictions, scratches up to date to the last uh, minute. If you follow that uh, pattern, uh, you're, you're going to win uh, more than you lose, that's for sure. And then uh, on Saturdays, though, Mike and I get to enjoy just sort of kicking back, taking a little extra time. And, and we love it because we are able to give you up more up-to-date news. I've got all the lines, over-unders, all the statistical analysis. Plus, we get uh, up-to-date player information. So, uh, again, it can change uh, during the game. This five-game slate has a single game at 5 Eastern, and the main slate is four games that start at 7 Eastern. So, uh, But a lot of the, the news is out, and let me buzz through that because that has helped us uh, uh, when we go through the games to already have an idea of who's in, who's out kind of thing. So the uh, news not nearly as insane as the last few Saturdays where it was like six pages long, but uh, – very simple. Uh, Brandon Knight is out for the Cavaliers. Rajon Rondo is probable for the Lakers. Uh, questionable for the Lakers is McGee. He missed the last one. Uh, he is uh, questionable uh, for this next one, so something to keep an eye on because we know that definitely had an effect on Howard and also on Davis a little bit. Kuzma is probable in that game. And, of course, Mr. Questionable himself, Anthony Davis, is questionable. Uh, you know, he is generally played with that questionable tag, uh, with that uh, butt muscle pull for most of the season. So, I mean, I'm thinking he's more on the play side, but, you know, always have to keep an eye on it, especially in the fact that it's uh, the last game on the slate and you don't want uh, to, to take a goose egg. So keep an eye on that news. Uh, Nicholas Claxton is out for Brooklyn and DeAndre Jordan is questionable, which is important news for the inside play of Allen and Chandler and those guys at Brooklyn. And, uh, the very last guy is Josh Richardson. He will be out for two to three weeks with, uh, a, pro a slight hamstring pull as it showed on the MRI. So that's what we have, my man. That is it. So it's doable today. You can almost read those back, not like the last couple of weeks where it was out of control. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to be taking advantage of that. I got a lot of guys kind of keyed up and queued up. Articles already been written this morning for the premium oh side of things, but I'm good to go. I'm ready. I'm fired up. I like both of these slates as well, even the showdown. Not Normally not a big showdown guy, but when the Mavs are on it, you know we're diving down into it. Well, I, I hit that showdown slate yesterday The mid-afternoon game in paris that was awesome i was i, I smashed that I can't, too. I can't believe i missed that batum that so like it was that, so that's easy. a narrative that's a narrative i just looked right over man i'm not gonna lie i'm very transparent you missed the batum narrative i wasn't even thinking about it coach i mean he's just been so off of my radar for so long now that it didn't even it didn't even pop into my head you know this is gonna be played oh in paris god like, it was so i mean it was stealing yesterday yeah. because you know, the face of, of uh, French basketball for the last 20 years has been, it's sort of now Rudy Gobert. 
Well, hold on. Don't don't say twenty years because that's not so true. Well, don't, I'm not done yet. I'm not. You didn't let okay. me finish. Oh, you're right. I cut you the, off. The face the faces of French basketball. It's built them really, and there's a lot of them, and they showed a lot of them at halftime. But right, the last few has been Rudy Gobert. Prior to that, Nicholas Batum was quite a while their their leader. But the longtime leader, and he was at the game yesterday as well, is Tony Parker. And uh, they gave all of those guys. And there were several other. Ronnie Turioff was there. All the guys, Boris Diaw, that uh, have played a real big role in French basketball. But Batum has never missed uh, anything with them. So I knew for sure he was the draw. And in, not to sound like I'm bragging about it, but it just it was amazing. I was able to put the four best players from Milwaukee. John, uh, Giannis is my uh, captain. I was still able to use Middleton, Bledsoe, and Lopez along with the lowest priced guy on the board, uh, Batum, and that was my lineup. How how sweet was that? And it that's, was just sit back and combo, watch. Man. It was over. That's the yeah, combo you had to great. have. And, and so yeah. now I'm all fired up for these single slates just because I have a one-game winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn it into two. We're going to make well, it two. Let's do it right now. It's Dallas at Utah. Utah is only a four-point favorite, which I thought that line was a little bit light, um, but I like it. And it's uh, a 5 p.m. Eastern standalone game. Dallas is 21st in pace, Utah 22nd. So we're not going to have the burners on here, although it doesn't matter as much when you're only working with one game, you're working with one game. Uh, and from a defensive efficiency, Dallas is only 17th. They've slipped down a little bit. Utah remains in the top 10 at 8th. So interesting game, man. Very, very interesting. I know that... Uh, you know, probably I would say maybe 70% of all lineups will have Luke as the captain. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with it. Uh, it's just, you know, Luca on a showdown slate is one of those guys, kind of like when Giannis is on that showdown slate yesterday, where whether he's in your captain spot or you're just playing him at Util, you're getting him in there. It's just purely raw points perspective on top of the upside that he possesses. It just makes him uh, a key foundational piece when you're making these showdown slates. So I'm going to be looking at a ton of Luca. I won't be playing Porzingis. I'm going to want to see what this starting lineup is coming out like because we saw that. Uh, Maxi Kleber is coming off the bench in the last game, and if that's the case, yeah. we can't we can't really look at Boban either because they're going to be using Kleber as their main backup big. But if Kleber's starting, I think this could be a Boban game, so we're going to want to monitor that, see who's who's exactly starting. That would mean DFS is coming in at the three, Kleber at the four, and then Porzingis at the five. In that case, Boban will probably see about 10 to 14 minutes of run off the bench. So monitor that news. Uh, if it's the same starting lineup that we saw in the last game, I don't mind looking at Seth Curry for some value. Came out there and started, played well, and is uh, you know he's still going to not see that starters level minutes because Rick Carlisle is doing the Popovich with the guard rotation. But knowing yeah. he's starting kind of gives him a little bit of an elevated floor and uh, a, a good value at twenty eight hundred that would allow us to kind of get Doncic and some of these other guys in there. That's true, and uh, that brings us to the the trade that was pulled off yesterday by the Mavs, and you know we always uh, hopefully for the Mavs fans out there they absolutely love this. For the non-Mavs fans, well, I'm sorry. You have two Mavs fans that just happen to be doing 
your podcast. So we got to talk a little Mavs. But they were able to trade a second-round pick for an unhappy uh, Willie Cauley-Stein and sort of steal him for nothing from Golden State. And the thing that is exciting to me is we've talked about this over and over again. You know, we didn't think we'd be able to put a package together enough for a Drummond. And we didn't want, like earlier in the day yesterday, they traded for Justin Patton, who's a end of the bench or G League guy from Oklahoma City. And I was like, what the hell? Are they really going to run Justin Patton out there? Well, here, the only reason they did that is it allowed them to move uh, Isaiah Roby, who they uh, were then able to pick up uh, uh, the uh, Patton kid and and cut him to open up a roster spot, which of which they were then able to trade a second-round pick for Willie Cauley-Stein. I think Willie Cauley-Stein's a fantastic pickup. You know, he's a project a little bit, but Carlisle's great at bringing those guys around. But he's in the top five in the league in defensive real plus minus. Nobody really realizes that. He's a fantastic defender, adequate rebounder, rim protector, and that's what will allow uh, KP to stay at the four, and it will give us the rebounds and interior defense because we've been getting murdered in the paint. So I... Michael, I'm ecstatic about that. I think that makes us not only solidifies a playoff spot, but maybe we win a round. That's how excited I am. I love the move just from the cost analysis perspective. Like, they didn't have to give up much. It's a second-round pick. It's kind of, you know, Coley Stein's not a veteran necessarily. He's been in the league a few years, but, you know, he's never been given that, you know, that ceiling-type performance, never really given 35 points on a night-to-night basis. So there's still a little bit of upside that can be uh, tapped into, um, you know, for the length of his career. So I like to move. I like, the, the, you know, it's only the second-round pick. That's the thing I like the most. They didn't have to give up much. Cauley Stein wanted out of there. I, You know, we talked about this when they uh, when they re-signed Marquise Chris and brought him back in there. It was kind of indicative of how the Warriors felt about him and that he was on the outside of the picture uh, yeah. and meant less about Spellman. So, uh I think it's good for the Warriors. I think that we're going to see a little bit more Spellman now. I think it's good for the Mavericks for the fact that they're going to get that big that they needed and they didn't have to give up a whole lot for him. Uh, and I actually, I was hoping that they would hold on to Patton, man. I think Patton's another guy where he just hasn't been, he's been injury ridden. He's an injury case guy, but if he could get, stay healthy and put it on, he's got a ton of upside. Uh, somebody's going to eventually, you know, keep this kid and give him some run and almost give him the Christian Wood treatment. Uh, he's eventually going to earn himself a contract if he could stay healthy. We will see. We will see, my man. <clears throat> but uh, I'm definitely pumped. And obviously, uh, Cauley Stein, you know, I brought him up now because he won't come into play uh, in this game. He, he won't be in uniform yet, but he should be for the next one. So, you know, I just as Mike said, I, I think they'll go back to the same lineup that they started uh, in this last one where they went small, played Porzingis at the five and started Curry. It uh, seemed to work well. Uh, it does solidify the fact, I think, that Luca does have to be your captain. I mean, when you have, like, Luca, Harden, Westbrook, uh, Giannis, there's only, you know, LeBron, AD. Like, those are, like, the six guys that if they're on a small slate, like three to five, four games, you almost have to have them because you can't chase, you know, the, the ceiling of, 60 to 70 fantasy points, which is very, very doable, if not normal for a lot of those guys. 
And then when you're talking about a single slate, it was the same thing I thought yesterday with Giannis is how the heck do you just not put the guy just on the pure statistical analysis of it in the top spot when he's averaging so many more fantasy points than anybody else in the game. So I'm with you. I'm, uh, I'm going to jump on, on Luca on that side for sure. Um, as far as, you know, the, who else to, to roster from Dallas, you know, I preach this all the time, but you know, I'm, I know Porzingis, Porzingis is playing pretty well the last game or two, but you know, uh, with Gobert protecting the rim, I just am not wanting to spend that price there. So, you know, maybe a secondary, uh, I could feel a, a, a Tim Hardaway hot game coming maybe against Utah if he's able to get enough shots up. And that's really the only other guy that, that I'm considering at this point uh, for Dallas. Because everybody else, like, you know, you, you made the, the point exact. I mean, he play, he does a pop. He takes – I mean, we, we truthfully, you watch – we play 11 guys in the first quarter, which is very hard to do. And, a, you know, a lot of guys get minutes. And I love some of the guys. I love Jalen Brunson. I love the way, uh, you know, uh, J- uh, Jaron Jackson played off the bench. You know, all those guys. But there's no way you can, uh, you know, feel comfortable with them or Bobon or anybody like that because they may not play or they may be, get 15 minutes or maybe it's that one game they get 25 and do real well, but you can't count on it. The only other guy on the Mavs, <clears throat> and he was on my winning lineup uh, in this last game, that you sort of can count on is Dorian Finney-Smith because he's averaging 31.3 minutes a game, which when you get a guy averaging over 30 minutes a game, you got to give him a look. But, you know, he has good games where he can get 30 fantasy points, and every, you love it. And he has his normal games a lot of 15, 17, where he just plays defense and sort of is out there, and that stings you. So I'm not sure I'm going to go there. So what do you think about Finney Smith? And then why don't you tell us about the jazz side? Uh, I don't mind Finney Smith. It's just, like you said, he's very you know inconsistent. He doesn't always have a high ceiling. He's starting to get priced up a little bit now that he's getting some extended run with the starters. So it's going to be tough for me to get there, I think, just the way that my construction and my lineups are being built as of right now. Uh, but I don't mind him. You know, I think he's, a, he's I think he's like a safe kind of floor guy, uh, but, you know, not not overly excited about him. And then on the on the jazz side of the ball, I'm going to be playing a ton of Rudy Gobert. Um, it's either going to be Rudy or Doncic in the captain spot. You know, I'm going to be going probably uh, 70, like you said, probably 70, 80 percent Doncic and then Gobert and a few uh, where I don't get them, but they're, they're, two, they're the two guys I'm building around. Uh, I don't mind if you can if you can afford them looking at a guy like Donovan Mitchell just from a raw points perspective. We can't expect Conley to see heavy run just yet. Um, they're yeah. slowly working back. You know, they rushed him back last time. He played a few games. Immediately, uh, it was sidelined for another month. So I expect them to really take their time with Conley. And then I think Royce O'Neal, knowing that they're going with that small ball lineup, playing him a lot at the four, he's a solid guy at 4,400. I'd probably prefer him over DFS. I feel like they've had very similar... Uh, floors DFS's ceiling might just be a tad bit higher, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm going to want that saving. So I, I'll be looking at a lot of uh, O'Neal as well. So it's going to be O'Neal, Gobert, a little bit of uh, Mitchell, and um, you know I don't, I don't think I'll probably get to too much Ingles or any of the ancillary pieces either. Yeah, you know it's this is going to be chalky because I think the majority of us are going to have 
Luca Gobert or Gobert Luca one two and mainly Luca Gobert. But those are the two guys. I mean, if you don't have those two in your top two spots, then you know some inside information because I mean those two are just so much higher of a standard of how they fit into this game. I mean, without Cauley Stein and the way Dallas has been getting killed in the paint, you know, this could be a a monster game for Gobert. And I'm with you. I actually was debating trying to be just slightly contrarian and put Gobert top and second, but I I haven't made that decision yet. But I think those, those, that's the only decision to be made. And then who you fill in with, you know, is it Dorian Finney-Smith? You know, is it a Bogdanovich or, you know, uh, Jingles or 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 O'Neal? You know, it's just trying to catch the other guy. My third guy, I'll probably be hard away. Just full disclosure, and I'm still juggling check like checkers, moving guys in and out of those uh, bottom two spots. So that's it for me on this game. Um, anything else for you? No, I'm ready to move on to the main one. All right, main slate starts at 7 o'clock. It is the Brooklyn Nets against the Detroit Pistons. Brooklyn is a a one-and-a-half-point road favorite, so it should be a very competitive game, close game. We should get a lot of run out of the regulars. And uh, Detroit is on the second night of a back-to-back, and we know Drummond did not play uh, last night, so... Uh, I did not see him on that report, did we? So we have no idea what the Drummond status mm-hmm. is tonight, today. So that's one of the most important pieces of information on the entire slate because uh, Brooklyn against Biggs, uh, especially with uh, DeAndre Jordan questionable, you know, Drummond's a plug-and-play for me if he plays. The weird thing is he's still out with that damn tooth. How does that make any sense? busted lip too so i think that's that's probably more indicative of what's going on if Um, i was the coach i'd bust the other lip come on man he also mouth guard on or a mask and get out there i think part of it might have been also that maybe he had a procedure done in the middle of the day maybe he had like anesthetics used uh you know for this fake tooth that he's probably gonna get put in it could be a little bit of anything so i'm i'm leaning more towards him playing i mean he was pretty much probable going into all of yesterday up until like maybe 40 minutes before lock and then they ruled him out (sighs) so i'm 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 leaning more along the lines of him playing obviously we're gonna want that news good thing is is that's the first game on the slate we'll have the news so that's you know there's a lot of good things about the scenario but there's a ton of value to be had we're playing drummond if he plays bottom line 9100 way too too cheap from him bottom line fantastic matchup doesn't get any better so we're looking at him if he plays if he doesn't play we're going back to the regulars uh markeith morris christian wood thon maker all those guys would be in play and i'm basically structuring it off of how much money i'm going to have to play around with because they're all at a little bit of uh different salaries markeith 55 on dk christian woods at 47 on dk and then thon maker's down at 42. so it, it kind of allows us a lot of jumble around a little bit i would lean more towards uh, Morris and Wood just simply because I play GPPs. They have higher upsides than Maker. Maker's been a nice, consistent guy who I think a lot of people will be going to for value, but we've seen him dud and dud again. So I'd say proceed yeah. with Washington with him. He's at a fair price tag. I really don't mind any one of those four guys, though, barring the injury news. Yep, yep. And I don't know if I gave the stats. So I'll, I'll give them real quick here. I just sort of went into my Drummond Tyree because I hate the way the NBA is is coming up soft anymore. I mean, when I was an NBA fan, if you lost a tooth, 
you kicked it off the floor and you just kept playing. You didn't even call timeout. Uh, so I don't know, man. It just bothers me. Anyway, in, in this game, like I said, Detroit's on the second night of a back-to-back. Brooklyn is on the first night of a back-to-back. So I'm not sure if that affects the Kyrie situation because, uh, you know, that he's he's been brought back in. So we need to do some studying on that. That's, again, huge information. But uh, pace, Brooklyn's ninth, Detroit's 18th. So it is pace up for Detroit. Um, and defensively, Brooklyn's 12th, Detroit's 20th. It is a 226 uh, over-under, so it's it's reasonable. And this is definitely uh, a game you could use some pieces. Like I said, Drummond, even Tooth or No Tooth, is going to be my favorite guy if he plays. Uh, I think Kyrie is a really good play. Um, if he is going to play a full allotment of minutes, maybe they'll play him tonight and have him sit tomorrow. If, you know, that's what I want to read about, because if they're going to try to just play him a little bit in both, that's going to shift it. I do love uh, the way uh, the limits restriction has been list- lifted somewhat on Karis LeVert. He's now getting in that 30 uh, to low 30-minute range. He's super playable. Um, and, you know, uh, Jared Allen, it's, it's a hard call because, you know, I didn't go with him last time, and he was like 89% owned. And I just didn't like the matchup in the field. And I thought that, you know, they never play him huge. You never see Jared Allen 38 minutes. It's just for whatever reason, they feel he's much better in the shorter bursts and always try to split him with some people. So, uh, you know, Wilson Chandler played 21 minutes at center the last game uh, uh, for them with with uh, Jordan out. So, I don't know. I've got to give the Allen thing some thought if Drummond is out, um, but I doubt that I'm going to go that direction. It's Kyrie and Lavert really are in play for me on that side. Uh, maybe a little Torian Prince, and then uh, I really don't want if Drummond plays as Drummond. If Drummond doesn't play, uh, I'm all about uh, a little Christian Wood, uh, maybe a little uh, Siku uh, Dumbuyu. And, but I, I do not like uh, the the uh, Morris is too inconsistent. I think Thon Maker stinks, but uh, nothing personal, but uh, it's just the way I feel. So what do you have on Brooklyn? Uh, so I think you hit the nail on the head with the Kyrie Irving news. We're going to want to find out if anything's going on with that back-to-back. That's the one thing that's kind of worrying me. He's actually been underperforming a little bit as of late compared to his price tag. We're seeing him get bumped up a little bit. He was coming in a little underpriced at 84, 78, and 79, and he hasn't really done anything to earn that $8,700 price tag just yet over the past few games. Yes, we've seen the upside. You know, when he scores 30 or more, that's how we know we're going to get his price tag returned. Um, I'm not... I'm not all over him just yet. I'm going to want to see about that news. As of right now, he's not one of my top options. Uh, I'd probably rather prefer to let other people spend up on him um, just because I know that there's going to be some good availability and some high-priced guys we're going to want to look at in that last game uh, and also in the next game. So uh, he's not making the cut for me just yet, but if we hear that you know, for some reason he's sitting tomorrow, um, I'm, I have no problem paying the 87 for him. Uh, Jared Allen, I think, is in play. Just proceed with caution just because we've seen the minutes get jumbled up. It was a tough matchup going against uh, the Lakers front court. It, it is for any center, so I'm, I'm not really right. too concerned about that whole matchup. I played a little bit of him, but I was worried about it, and I and I expected to get burned. He still played 30 minutes in it, so that's the thing I like to say. So he played 30 minutes. I would expect him, if uh, DeAndre Jordan's out again, for him to play 30-plus minute, minutes again, 
Uh, and I'd have no problem paying that 6K price tag. He only played 18 minutes when these two teams faced off in the first game, but that's because they played uh, Jared Allen, or I mean uh, DeAndre Jordan for about 28 or 29 of that to kind of pair up that big body against Drummond. They're going to need him if uh, if Jer- if uh, DeAndre Jordan's out. So that's kind of where I'm at with that game. Sounds good, man. Let's move on to the eight o'clock game. It is the Chicago Bulls at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Somehow, some way, the Cleveland Cavaliers are favorite. By one and a half. Yes, I said Cleveland Cavaliers favorite. So this is a perfect spot to say go to mybookie.ag, put money in there. They'll match half of whatever you put in there, all the way up to a thousand bucks. And and Coach Joe's gonna give you a play, the Chicago Bulls. How how can Cleveland deserve to be a favorite against anybody? I think they would be barely a slight favorite over our hoop-ball.com inner squad team and that's with dan vespers running the point Ooh, you just stole my job coach i like to play point no i gotta play off ball now you right square at the block oh yeah give me the block you and tristan thompson head to head i'm gonna get out on the wing chase uh, uh jetty around a little bit we got these guys so if we got them the bulls have to get them so there you go so, you know, go to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y, get that half money free. Again, you know, let's say you want to put 200 you get an extra 100 That's perfect money to, to put on uh, the Bulls today. Um, it's, it's that simple. Uh, so a great site. Uh, you can also follow the, the MyBookie info that's tied in with the hoop-ball.com. If you go to Twitter, at HoopBallGaming. All one word, hoopball gaming. Um, you know they're constantly putting information up, doing contests, all kinds of fun things there. So you definitely want to go there, follow that. Um, and again, you know, as we were just talking about all this news, it's going to be key. You got to follow us throughout the day. Our on Twitter specifically, you know, because it's all going to be shifted. The drama news, the Kyrie news, on and on. Uh, you know, I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Our man Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Miles is at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. You can also just go to Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter and get a bunch of our feeds and information and blurbs and everything going on that day in, in the NBA. <clears throat> and I also always recommend... Um, going to the hoop-ball.com website, click on forms, click on DFS thread, and I can tell you our man Andy Gallagher is kicking butt there. I I was on there quite a bit yesterday, and I I didn't have a chance to post, but what great job he's doing, Mike. I'm telling you, he had all the lines up there. He had the news. He had notes from the podcast from the night before. So take advantage of that stuff. It's all free, and uh, it's some great stuff. So uh, uh, kudos, Andy, on your side, and let's keep all that information flowing for sure. Um, You know, with that free information, remember this podcast is a a seven-day-a-week free podcast. We are the best, hands down, NBA DFS content that's free in front of a paywall that's out there in the industry. And I will argue that point with anybody. And all you have to do is go to anywhere podcasts are found, 
put in NBA Today, uh, DFS Today, NBA DFS Today, you're going to see that little uh, Hoopball uh, pre Presents NBA DFS Today logo all over podcasting. I'm talking iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, it's going to be there. Please take the 30 seconds, 20 seconds to hit the five stars, to hit a like, to uh, give a, a thumbs up on, on YouTube, for example. And if you can, we're really pushing on iTunes. We've been getting several really nice five-star couple of comments, uh, and it's wonderful for us to you know, keep all the entities at, at bay and happy and continue to keep this uh, in front of the paywall and also to grow it and get new sponsorship. I mean, we, we could not appreciate that more. So, all right, I, I got off on a tangent there because I just felt with Cleveland being a favorite, I wanted to make sure that we got the my bookie spot in right there. So they are, as I said, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Maybe it's because they're fresh and Chicago's on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. That could be why. Um, Pace-wise, Chicago's 16th. Cleveland's 24th. On the defensive side, uh, Chicago's 9th. Cleveland is 29th, so second to worst on D. But even with that bad D, this is the lowest total on the day of a paltry 216. So pretty hard to stack this game or trust this game much. But if anybody can do it, Mike, I know you can. So what do you got? We definitely have some pieces to trust in here. Uh, not a ton to love. We'll start with the Chicago side of the ball. Obviously, tons of injuries going on in their front court. Laurie Markinen just got rolled out the next four to six weeks uh, with a stress reaction in his pelvis. So uh, we saw Thad Young start. He's not getting a price bump. He's actually priced down since that last matchup where he came out there, played 29 minutes against Sacramento, put up 26.5 DK points, and that was with uh, the Bulls only being able to score 81 points as a team. So, wow. yes, they're absolutely terrible, but they're going to get more than 81 points on most given nights. So you got to expect that a lot of these guys are going to see a little bump as far as production compared to that last game. So I have no problem looking at Thad Young. I'll be looking at Luke Cornette as that pivot, knowing that these uh, this Cleveland team runs out that double big front court, should secure both of them some pretty solid minutes. Um, and I probably won't touch Christian Felicio because I just don't think he's good at basketball. I do not like playing that guy. He's kind of like how Thon Maker feels for you, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. I just can never get behind him. He's just so bad at basketball. He's not aggressive. You're really banking on him getting a uh, pretty high total in rebounds if you play him uh, and just hoping that he can, you know, stumble into a blocker or steal as well. So Absolutely. that's probably going to be it. It's just going to be those two. Uh, I'll tell you what, you guys. take Thon Maker. I'll take Mr. Felicio. For, I'll do that uh, all day. All right. Thon Maker versus my, and I'm giving you the, the with price the, with break. The caveat, caveat that Drummond's out. If, if, if he's not out, then I would never, never do that. So if Drummond's out, I'll do that. How's that? I got to put that caveat in there. You're, you are getting more and well, you more know your guys are out of a for the baby. Next you know you get on makers isn't minimum price this felicio dude just came back from the geely he's lucky to even be playing but that's fine that's that's fine i think drummond is gonna play but uh we'll keep that caveat in there but man are you since you tied this score back up you are terrified of that chicken soup. <laughs> well makers only uh not minimum salary because drummond's been out so yeah, if, Drummond's, yeah. if Drummond's in there, you know, he'd be, you know, give it three days or two days of Drummond playing and he's back down to close to minimum. You know, salary. this just proves that you're going to earn 
the chicken suit by being chicken. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. I mean, our, our, our listeners know this is like the third straight one I've heard the violins playing in the background. Yeah. They're listening. They're like, wow, that's a very intelligent thought. And I'm, he's very smart for at least throwing that caveat in there. They're so thinking, they're... what a, a <laughs> the word begins with a P and ends with a Y. That's all I'm going to say. You know, Pants. kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So go ahead. So what's the, what else on that game? That's it for me. I mean, if you want to take a, you know, a shot in the dark on a guy like Sadoransky, it's a, it's a plus matchup for him. But the minutes have been down, so I probably won't be going there too much. I won't be looking at Levine at 9200 even though it's a good price tag. I just can't stomach pay 9200 for the guy. And he has him you know, off of that 168-point game that he put up uh, against Cleveland last time. So, yes, it's there. Uh, the upside is there. He absolutely abolished him. But that's why you're paying for that price tag. I can't get behind it, especially with these other guys that we have on the slate. Well, the last time these two teams played, I, I uh, was one player away from taking down the 15 grand, and I had him in my lineup for half the day, and it was Levine as a guard against Cleveland. You know, my number one favorite thing to do is play the backcourt from the other team against Cleveland, and I switched him out at the last second, and so the last time they played, Levine threw up a cool 77.1. So how do you not go back to that? I would think that would be common sense. If he, if he, let's say he has a 20 point reduction in that performance, which is a lot. I think I took 57.1 like right now. So I'm going to have Levine in there. Um, not sure on the Sadoransky done. If I have the courage to do the Sado pick, uh, I may just go Levine, you know, like you said, that young and, and, uh, and Cornette are definitely play in their price. Yeah. They're both in play. You know, I can see myself dialing up Cornette. Cause he's one of those guys. He'll hit three threes before you can, you know, turn your head. He's sort of like a, a very, very poor man's Davis Bertans when he gets hot out there. So uh, he may make a lineup. And then Kevin Love, you know, we talk about him all the time. You know, he's getting the minutes, he's scoring. Um, and, you know, so i that's the only guy I on that side. I know Colin Sexton was a major target the last game, and he did fantastic. But Chicago's backcourt defends well, so I'm not going to push it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I could see myself easily with three guys from this game, which seems – sort of contrarian but i just think they're in great spots uh you know a levine love and maybe uh a cornet but uh so, so i sort of like this game. it's surprising yeah no i mean listen i'm not going to knock you for playing uh levine i mean i know uh, that not crushing that, that yeah. off bingo card the apotry bingo card <laughs> one more for a bingo I think it's I think it's a, a point of emphasis to put on that you're you're going to get an advantage if other people are watching the box score. I I tend I tend not to just chase that. Um, you're getting you know you're looking for that ceiling type performance, and we have so many other guys on this slate for only a little bit more. You know we're t- we're going to get to Carl Anthony Towns in that next game, and if you're going to be box score chasing, I'd rather do it with a guy like SGA for almost you know fourteen hundred dollars less if you're looking at that past performance because he just came out and put up a twenty rebound triple double against Minnesota last time they faced them. So. There's, there's a lot of things that are kind of, you know, saying, hey, you know what? If Levine's the guy that burns me, let him burn me. Because other than that 68-point game, he's gotten he hasn't gotten more than, like, what, 37 over the past five games? 
So it's it's tough. You're really, really paying that 9,200 just because he absolutely dominated the Cavs. And uh, that was a 118 to 116 game. So it was a high scoring game that managed to stay close. That was with, uh, you know, Chicago having a lot of their front court, which probably helped them keep it close against this. So there's a there's a lot that's going on. I'm not saying that it's going to get out of hand or anything like that, but that would that just all that just played very well. And he also took 31 shot attempts in that game and shot 61 percent from the field. So he had it that night. Well, it was an outrageous game, and I don't expect that back by any means. But the bottom line is, I think the price, like you said, you bring up a good point, is going to keep people off of them. The fact that this is the lowest total. But, you know, for me, I keep fighting. You know, you, you want to talk yourself out of what you see, your eyeballs every game. And I've still yet to see the Cleveland backcourt play a stinking lick of defense whatsoever. So until I see anything change there, uh, whoever it is that's the best guard or even the whole backcourt from the other team is going to make my roster. That's just, that's what I'm sold on. I'm sticking with it. It worked with me on the drum and Griffin thing for, uh, you know, about 15 games and I'm, I'm sticking with it on this side too. So all right, dude, let's get on to game four. It's an 8 o'clock game, Oklahoma City Thunder at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Thunder are a two-point road dog, so another very small line. It's awesome today. Look at the lines, four, one and a half, one and a half, two and four. So we shouldn't have to even think about the blowout, blowout factor on any of these games. That's a good plus. Uh, Oklahoma City has played great ball. They're uh, on the road, second game of a back-to-back but they're playing Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back, and they had a, a very competitive game uh, uh, last night as well. Uh, Thunder 23rd in pace, so they are not your run-and-gun style team. Minnesota, however, is 7th. They are pushing the ball, not quite as much as they did, but they're still pushing it. Uh, defensively, though, you've got two teams that aren't that bad. Right in the middle of the pack, split the difference. They're 14th and 16th. Uh, you know, it's the highest uh, total just by a half a point, but it's 226 and a half. Uh, so this is going to be a very interesting game. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. And there are definitely some good plays in here. I know I've got a couple, but I don't want to steal your thunder because you're the true shark on the show. So what do you I like got, that. Man? Steal your thunder. That was a play on words, too. Uh, you yeah. know, I meant to do, I meant to do that. Yeah. So. all right well yeah i I just touched on it i definitely have a lot of interest in this game it's going to be one of my favorite games to target on the night i'll uh i'll start with the away team the thunder side of the ball uh steven adams ruled out again if he's if he happens to sit uh i think we can just fire up noel again uh 5400 is a great price tag i'm not afraid of carol anthony Towns' defense anytime And, and just this coupled with the fact that you know again some people just check the box scores they don't actually watch the games uh, and you know, that game was a blowout yeah, last night. So that's kind of what limited Noel's minutes. He, we saw that 29 to 30, uh, minute mark the game before that. So I feel perfectly comfortable with going to him at 5,400 on DK. I think he's a great play. Um, I also don't mind taking a stab at either, uh, one of, uh, Shea or Chris Paul, one of those guards I'm going to have probably most of my lineups. Uh, Chris Paul's has been absolutely thromping this season, playing so well, especially for those people that play season-long leagues and have had, you know, took the shots on him. You're very happy with the way he's performed. And then we just talked about Shea. He's done so well against this team this season. He's averaging 53 DK points. One of the, Most of that coming from that one massive game where he put up that 20-rebound triple-double against them. But, uh, again, 7,600, that's a fair price tag for him. 
those are the three guys I'm going to be looking at, and I'm going to limit myself to those three. Probably won't be going to too much Schroeder or Gallinari at their price tags. Both uh, seem priced fair on DK at 67 and 6,900. I'm just mesmerized by you said Chris Paul is thromping. So I'm trying to figure out if thromping means romping because he's on the thunder, so it's thromping. Is that the whole message there? It's it's romping and throttling at the same time. Oh, so romping and throttling. That gives it a whole different uh, view then. When he wants to turn right. it on, man, he puts the pedal and he turns it on. Uh, when he gets the minutes, he's doing well. I mean, if we look at the any game where he plays – you know, at least 30 minutes, he's, he's the floor seems pretty consistent and he gives you that 56, 46 point upside. So I like the upside. I like the matchup. I like the floor. There's a lot. And I like the price tag. He's only 7K on DK. So, you know, when you're talking about guys like, you know, Zach Levine at 9,200 and yeah, if he comes out here and puts up a, you know, 45 point game, still gets you that five X that makes you feel good. If I get 40 out of Chris Paul for $2,200 cheaper, I'll take that every day of the week. I'm with you. I'll tell you, I write down your sayings and your, your new vocabulary words that are geared towards basketball. I write at least three down uh, every pod. So pretty soon we'll be able to do this show all in a pot trees. Uh, No one's going to understand it, man. You got to be careful. No, no, only the (laughs) listeners that listen all the time will know that if if we say, hey, Paul's going to be thromping and he has definitely got juice left on the bone, et cetera, et cetera that they're going to know by just being listeners that that means play them. Whereas other people would be like, what the hell are they talking about? But that's cool, man. I like it. It's like a secret code only <laughs> for our very true listeners. Knock twice to get in. Yeah, exactly. You got to knock <laughs> twice. It's, uh, it's, it's like a speakeasy podcast over here. So yeah, he's, a- he's averaging five X against them in two matchups too. So it doesn't hurt that, he, yes. you know, we get that consistent floor of the 35 point floor against them this season. So I love the way like. Chris Paul's playing, man. He looks like old Chris Paul, but I don't know on a back to back. We probably need to, I apologize. I should have researched this. Uh, I don't know if you, if you can pull it up real quick, but has, has, the back-to-backs affected Paul's minutes, uh, do you know? And, he, uh, and I'm throwing that out the window just because they, they absolutely destroyed the, the Hawks yesterday. And he, he, no, that's not exactly true. That game did not blow out until the fourth quarter, sir. I was only, eyeballed. Only played 28, though. That's what I'm worried about. It's the fact that he didn't break that 30-minute mark. It's not the fact that they, they just so, handled him easily. I yeah. think they probably, you know, uh, pushed it back instead of 34, 35, because there was like six, seven minutes left in the fourth when it blew out. So they probably were saving him from tonight. So that's probably a little bit better. The other thing I want to say about Noel, I like the play, but here's the thing. I had him last night, um, and he went to the locker room in the first half, and I thought, oh, my God, my night's over. But he came trotting back out, went on the bench, and then went back in the game. So I'm not sure what happened. I think if, he took a blow to the face, so it's nothing, to, nothing okay. too concerning. I think it was a laceration. Oh, it was control. an elbow to the face from yeah. a player, Gallinari. Yeah. He did yeah, say Gallinari it. Okay. Good. So okay. I'm not so he's about okay. That. And no concussion protocol, no nothing. But, yeah, you know, if that's Drummond – getting hit and knock his tooth loose, he misses a game. And if that's AD, he's out till after the all-star break problem. One of them's already made their money, coach. (laughs) One of them's already got his NBA money. The other one's trying to earn it. Yeah, that's for damn sure. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Shade looks great lately. I think that he's in play. I, you know, Paul's certainly in play. I don't, you know, trust all those young dudes that are playing the Baisleys and Diallos and, and all those guys. Schroeder's been good. He's Schroeder's been tough, man. He's been consistent. I always feel like I'm risking when playing him because he's like a monster uh, reward uh, plus minus guy. But I sort of like him a little bit today, a little contrarian wise. He could be uh, Schroeder could be my secret squirrel. I think today actually because uh, he doesn't get a ton of ownership, and this game sort of plays into his hand. Wiggins, we know, isn't a, a shutdown defender, so um, I sort of like him a little bit. Uh, that might be a direction. Shea play more small forward, so I think Shea would be the guy to take advantage of that. Shea's been playing a lot of small forward. Yeah. Um, secretively, yeah. you know, he's listed as a point guard, shooting guard. He's been playing the three for them more often than not as of late, and that's kind of why you've been seeing those increased rebounding totals from him. So I am. I think, if anything, that's going to bode better for Shea. The one thing that I think bodes well for Schroeder is the fact that Jeff Teague's no longer a Timberwolf, so you don't have to oh, worry no about doubt. that, that yeah. solid secondary bench defense that he was getting. Yep. Um, yep. So that bodes well for him. And he does make a good pivot to Paul. But I, I think, you know, if anything, he's the Paul pivot, not the SGA. SGA is, is the 1A. Paul's the 1B if you can't afford him. And then you have Schroeder as the 1C to pivot to Paul. Yeah, it's, it's, I like all those guys. I mean, you know, Minnesota right now is going with Napier and McLaughlin more at the point and Wiggins at the two. I just don't see that defense uh, getting it done. They do have Cat back, and he is, but he's not as good of a rim protector as Gorgie Jang. So I think this could be Oklahoma City Thunder night for me a little bit. I, I really I like that guard stack for them. And I'll tell you what. Uh, Gallinari has been stupid good the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's knocking in threes like they're going out of style. He rebounds. You know, he's a very underrated defender, too. He's a good defender. Um, I'm really high on Gallo right now, and he could easily make my lineup. Uh, the only problem is he may get Rocco defense, and that bothers me slightly because mm-hmm. uh, Rocco is tough on D. So, Something to think about there, you know, on the Minnesota side, you know, it's no Adams. So it's just a cat sort of freewheeling against Noel, which which could make for a big game for, for cat. He's a hard, hard guy to pass. In my opinion, might be come down to him. And if Drummond plays, those are the two guys. uh, I think the top two plays at center, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. um, Wiggins has gone bank back into the shitter, I think. I haven't seen consistency from him like we had before. Uh, Napier's the – Two straight know, the good ball. games, though. He's coming off two two straight good performances of at least 40 DK points, 19 yeah. shots in each. So it, it could be the start. I'm not playing him. Listen, I – I don't see the ancillary stuff. Like he, he had a exactly. stretch there where he was playing point guard uh, for like two weeks, mostly point where he was doing everything. I just, it, he's, he's leaking back into that Wiggins that gets 20 something fantasy points. And then he'll have a couple of games where he gets 20 something real point points where he can get up by 40. And then he goes back to 26 and then up. I just don't, I don't like the trend, but I get it. If you want to play him. Cause he, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, it happens a few times a year. It is early in the year, only being January. I, I doubt it, but 
it's possible, man. You know? No, I mean, I, I was just playing merely a little devil's advocate in that kind of no, sense. The, I, no, I, the true point. I mean, yeah. he had 40 plus fantasy points two in a row. It's a great point. Yeah. I, I, I won't be going to him probably too much. Just the simple fact that, you know, cat's back in the lineup and everything. The one thing that worries me, I, I'm going to have a ton of share of cat. I'm either going to, I'm going to be two centering this lineup, this slate, uh, in every single lineup, whether, you know, I go uh, Drummond, Noel, if I go Cat, Noel, or if I want to just, you know, maybe fade the Noel chalk and just double it up with the two expensive centers, whatever it may be on DK, I'm definitely double centering it on this slate. The one thing I want to say about Cat, though, it is a back-to-back, uh, you know, coming off that knee soreness, they might want to take a look at him. They only played him 28 minutes against the Rockets in a fairly close game, so that may be a little indicative of them wanting to rest him a little bit. Uh, yeah. And he might see similar minutes at 28 to 30. I would not expect a 38-minute game from him. So don't don't go out there expecting you're going to get that 65 to 70 point ceiling cat. I don't know if that's coming, but I feel safe about that 50 point floor. And I think he has the upside of maybe getting that 55, 60. Uh, it's only a four game slate. So we're looking I don't at that. Know. You know, I wish I could trust a 50 point floor. If you told me it was a 50 point floor, I'm in. I just as much as I love him in this game and the matchup is great, especially with Adams out. I just. Back-to-back games, he's their franchise player, and he's coming off his first time, like in his career, where he sat out several games because of an injury. That scares me, man. I'm hoping, you know, because I think I'm going to do a lot of my playing on FanDuel today, and the cool thing uh, about Noel is he's a power forward on there. So I can can play a Noel and Drummond if Drummond, Toothless Drummond plays – and then I don't have to stress the cat decision as much. But I don't know. I mean, I'm scared because cat could break the slate. If he does get 32 minutes, he, like you said, he could he could put up 65, you know, in a blink. So uh, it, definitely something to, like, read some news on. I'll, I'll be scouring the Minnesota beat writers trying to see if, if there's any cap on them or anything like that. There's none that I see of now, but – just common sense tells you, you know, why would you push your franchise player to play monster minutes on a back-to-back mm-hmm. the first time he's ever been out for an extended time? Yeah, that's the one fear. And we'll probably get that news uh, after, like, their morning shoot-around. Uh, they'll probably be a little bit more indicative on how he feels, if he's sore at all, and how everything's going. But he only played 28 minutes, so it makes me feel a little better. We've seen him since he came back. He hit that 35-minute mark. So... You know, I feel comfortable. If this was a regular matchup against Steven Adams, I would say, no way. I don't think he has a 50-point floor. But the fact that he's going against Noel makes me feel a little bit more comfortable with that saying that he's going to have that 50-point floor. Uh, regardless if he plays, you know, 28 to 32 minutes, I think that that's a comfortable um, assessment of it. And they're going to need him. It's going to be a tough game, low spread. Uh, we like this game. We're going to want to run it back. And if I'm not running it back with any Wiggins, I'm not going to be playing any Culver because he's been just absolute hot garbage. I'm not going to be playing too much Covington just because his his ceiling's really limited with all these guys healthy and taking the shot attempts. So I'm going to be playing a little bit of uh, Towns. And then there's one other guy I wanted to just talk about, glance about. I don't want to touch on him too much. Uh, but maybe for your GPP options, if you want to just try to get a minimum salary guy, Alan Crabbs' minutes have slowly been on the rise. Played 22 against Houston, played 20 against Chicago. Now he's a not a good point-per-minute producer. So you know expect that he has a very, very low floor. Uh, but if you need to get it in there, if you're trying to cram as many studs as possible, he's a 3K guy on the rise because Culver's been playing terrible and Crab's a newly acquired piece. So I can see them kind of slowly transitioning a few minutes to Crab until Culver starts to get out of this funk. All right, choose a guy on this slate because you've got Alan Crab in a chicken suit challenge just because if you're going to spend 
30 minutes on Alan Crabb on our show. 30 you're minutes. You're sticking with <laughs> your 30 seconds. You're sticking with his ass in a chicken suit challenge. So give me somebody around his his level. You backed him enough that somebody might slide him in a GPP. So let's let's put the big boy pants on here. Well, then you got to put the big boy uh, pants on and find someone that is a. No, you you challenge me. Everybody I bring up, you tell me it's uh, challenge. You challenge them. I want to hear who you I'll challenge. I bring up the water boy for the Lakers, and you'll say no, that's not fair. No, you might you're not gonna hit. you're not gonna find a, a shot in the dark as like Alan Crabb. If you could find a shot in the Darius Baisley. Hmm, that's close. That's pretty close. I think that's actually pretty fair. Baisley's definitely got that higher floor. Uh, they're both probably going to have some low ownership. I, I think you're going to win it, but you know what? For the sake of just you know maybe getting two chicken suits out there, um, I'll do it. Why not? I think I think you're going to take that one down. I don't feel confident in it, but I'll say yes just because uh, I feel more confident in the uh, you know maybe if Drummond gets ruled in, then we don't have that Thon Maker bet to rely on. So we have to have something. So a tentative yes right now, Coach. It's in there. We'll do it. Tentative, yes. Yeah, maybe oh, I see something better that we could bet on. I don't God. feel good about this. It's I, like it's such I, an ugly bet. This like, is getting so bad. It it, it may have ugly. to come down no, to like not... not just a single day chicken suit. It might be like a whole weekend chicken suit. Because I actually, you might have a chicken suit on right now, and we just can't see it. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Anybody that's listening Golly. to the show right now knows the pit in my Ooh. stomach. Where they're like, you're really gonna bet Alan Crab, and that's exactly how I feel about this. You, it's like, I don't want you bet. brought him up, dude. You I do it. If, I, if I'm playing 20 lineups, I don't mind taking a stab at Alan Crab. He's the guy that if he gets, it puts it all together. It's, he's a guy that when the shot falls for him and he gets hot, he keeps shooting. So if he goes out there and takes sh- 10 shot attempts, hits five threes, he'll break the slate absolutely. So he's oh. worth that shot in the dark if you're he'll playing break the slate. If you're sitting there running out anything all less right. than 15 or 10 lineups, don't go near him. Uh, so I need a, you. I need very, you to do a, a check on your coffee right now. I think somebody slipped you something in there. <laughs> I something's got in in there because you're not thinking with a straight a straight head Ooh, here, Michael. Four games, coach. We're looking for those low owned value plays. Oh Lord, help us! All right, let's go to this last game. It's an eight thirty game, so it is technically the late night sweat because it starts 30 minutes later than any other game it's not super late it was looking like it was going to be a great game if Embiid would have been playing but we know he's still out but the Lakers are only a four-point road favorite and they also are Philadelphia are missing Josh Richardson uh, who's out for a while so gosh go to mybookie.ag I got I think I'm going to go to mybookie.ag today I don't see how you don't play the Bulls uh, plus a plus of one and a half, and the Lakers minus four. I don't know how the Lakers lose this game. Somebody has to explain that to me. Uh, I know it says that uh, McGee's questionable. I really don't care if he plays or not. It, it, it doesn't hurt at all having Howard extra minutes. Uh, Kuzma and Rondo are playing. They're probable. And Davis, they just list as questionable as a prank because they list him at something every time he's playing so they're coming in there full full guns a blazing against a philadelphia team that's reeling they stink right now and they're missing two starters their franchise player uh i you know it's i I understand if you if you want to try to play uh horford i guess or richard or uh uh, Tobias Harris or Ben Simmons, because those are the only three guys 
you can even consider. But guess what? I'm not playing any of them. I think the Lakers go in there, kick their ass. I don't like Philly's team right now at all. They need a, a reset. And if you ask me, I'm gonna, and I'm going to start this on this show, and I'm going to keep it going forward. And uh, and I I don't know. I'm probably dead wrong, but I think Brett Brown has plummeted down into the bottom couple of coaches in the entire league. I think he's a joke. You watch his games, his game handling. It's a joke. You watch the way he rotates players at times, and that's a joke. And, you know, he was given a free pass because he came off the Greg Popovich tree of knowledge and was plucked in there uh, in the uh, rebuild time of uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and wasn't expected to win any game, broke the NBA record in his first two seasons by winning 16% of his games. And, I mean, it's it's an abomination. And then the only reason he ended up get a, getting a contract extension is because he landed in into Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and all these guys blowing up and Philadelphia opening up the vault and paying all these max deals to guys uh, like Tobias Harris and except, and Horford and everybody. So, you know, I think Brett Brown is a joke. I'm going to start uh, really focusing on going against some of his players. Uh, I know they're ranked fifth defensively, and that's just because they have some talented guys. So it's not like a DFS complete load up against. But I'll tell you right now, I, I think that if you don't have either LeBron or AD in your lineup, then, then you're making a mistake. I think, yes, I do think it blows out, but it is a four-point spread. The Lakers are the stronger team, and I think the best player on the slate is either is the two best players on the slate are, are happen to be LeBron and AD. Now, I wouldn't say, you know, blow the whole wad on both of them just because I do think it'll blow out, but pick which one, however, that you think will have the biggest impact on crushing uh, these guys in the first two or three quarters. And then sprinkle in a little Kuzma or a little Rondo. Uh, I, I like that side of the stack. And on the Philly side, Horford's unplayable to me against that unbelievably tough uh, Lakers front line. Uh, Simmons is going to be wildly overowned, but he is the most playable uh, probably player. Uh, the only guy that has any chance of making my lineup is Tobias Harris, and it's just because they're desperately going to need him to score. So there you go. My soapbox of the day. Brett, I'm off Brett Brown's Christmas card list, <laughs> but I can accept it. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, he, he don't like you. He's not going to like you. Did you disagree? I don't. I disagree to an extent. Like I'm not going to give him fault for that. You know, worst NBA record of all time when he had like Tony Roten and Michael Carter Williams and those guys over there. So Jakar Sampson was guys he was working with. So he hey, was, there was. He had Drew Holiday. He had some people. Sixteen percent. That was Drew Holiday. Uh, was that the season that he was dealing with the stress fracture though as well? Uh, I, I know when he was in Philly, it was when he was dealing with the stress fracture issues. He had Vuk. His, he had Vuk. He had Vuk. That was pre-good Vuk. 
<laughs> nah, no, nah, I don't, I don't knock, I don't knock Brown as much as you. I, I think he's an okay coach. I wouldn't put him in the bottom five. I wouldn't put him in the top five either, though. But I think he's a nice middle of the road coach, and he's uh, one of those guys that the players really love and gets behind. So I give him them a little bit of bump when, when you have your players on your side, as opposed to guys like Fizdale, who, who didn't have the city on his side, the organization, the players, nobody was on his side. So hey, it's okay to be a players' coach, but you yeah. have to be able to do the X's and O's. Absolutely. And just watch, Absolutely. watch his games and watch how many games he blows don't forget He's, don't for for a FIBA guy you're forgetting about what he was doing over there in Australia who for what was I wasn't Brown coaching uh, Australia's team at one point was it the Olympics no. or in FIBA? are no. you sure am I am I am I am I saying this wrong you are saying yeah. it wrong okay maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking something different though I could have check, check the coffee something I, I got check this coffee. morning something's out of control all right. Well, score. give me your give me your game. Oh no, script. he set to coach them in the 2020 Olympics. That's what it is. My fault. It says, so right now, yeah. I just put a big X through Australia on my list. They it, why would you why would you not have the same guy that coached you in FIBA and they beat the USA in the pre pre and then they go to the medal round and you you bring in Brett Brown and you don't let the dude from Australia that coached you. Coach I think he might, have, he, he might have coached him in the 2016 Olympics, too, because I could have swore, you know, I didn't even I didn't even read that he was planning. I, there's part of my brain that's saying to me that he coached Australia at some point in the past as well. So, I, 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 I mean, maybe somebody, if a listener wants to look that up, tweet at me later. Uh, let me know, because, I mean, I'm sitting here trying to you know research it while I'm trying to give you guys information. I know he didn't in FIBA, time. and FIBA was the, mo- yeah. the, the most successful a tournament that Australia's ever been in. So Absolutely. that's for itself. Okay. So back, back oh, to yeah. the slate. Back to the slate. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm with you as far as the Lakers. I think you have to play one of Davis or LeBron in this matchup. I'm going to have loads of them both. Not worried about Davis playing limited minutes in the last one, knowing it was the second half of a back-to-back for him and he played 30 the night prior. So that's pretty indicative of that. Dawson, not worried about that questionable tag. I, I assume he's going to suit up. 9,300 is a great price tag for him, knowing that he's going against the Joel Embiidless front court, puts him into play, and LeBron's LeBron. Anytime these games where it's like two really competitive teams – getting to uh, on the same court, we see him turning up a little bit of a notch. So I have no problem going to those two guys. Probably going to limit my exposure there. I'm not going to be playing Kuzma. Um, you know, maybe if AD sits, you could look at Kuzma at 4,400 on DK. I think Howard at 52, getting that price bump. He's still in play if JaVale sits to me, just because he's, he, you know, sure. I'm just not going to go to him like it was in that Brooklyn matchup. That was a must play, uh, you know. And Dad, I hope you listened, Coach. I hope you listened to that podcast. I, I, was, I did, man. I really I did, you, and I thank I you. You guys this. helped me. That's sharp, well, very sharp. I mean, I was just, I was just, I had to give whoever was playing center there. You know, before we did the podcast, Javel McGee was, uh, was actually, you know, expected to play. The flu, the flu news wasn't out, and I had to talk about him for a lengthy amount of time because last time Javel McGee played Brooklyn, we know what happened. And I know we, you guys brought that up too, and I was chuckling. And then when I heard McGee was out, I. I just robo put Howard in there. Yeah. So good job, man. I can't, I can't get behind really much anything else really here. Um, you know, Rondo, the decent game in the last one, 10 assists uh, against Brooklyn, um, you know, been back in the lineup for about three straight games now, it looks like. So Boston, New York, Brooklyn, all pretty, pretty decent matchups, but I don't know if I can get behind them. If you want to use them as a value play, then I could, but just, I wouldn't expect a high ceiling type game from this, especially knowing that uh, they're going to try to, 
keep him off the floor with Ben Simmons running point for most of the time. He'll probably see a little bit of time when Korkmaz is on, but he gets a lot of his time against traditional point guards. So I don't see him playing really in the fourth quarter. You're looking at, you know, probably about 20 to 22 minutes max. And that that's if he's playing well. Um, so he's in play, uh, not going to get behind making him like a must value play, uh, kind of guy. Definitely better than crab though. We can go there. How about that? Uh, <laughs> looking over on the Philly side of the ball, uh, I actually have a little bit more interest in Horford than you, uh, just because, yes, this is a very, very, very tough matchup, but it's not Jared Allen going against them. He could stretch the floor. He could take advantage of Howard on the outside, and if they need a scoring punch, that might be one of the ways they do it. Um, I'm with you. Tobias Harris is still an option, but I'd much prefer the the matchup of Horford going against Dwight Howard than Tobias Harris uh, going against Anthony Davis. Uh, also, he's True. like $600 cheaper on DK, so that's kind of my view on that, and depending on on price and uh, probably site warranted. He's a little expensive over here on DK. He's 4,500, but Korkmaz should see some extended run now with Richardson out and some of the other injuries that they're dealing with. So I don't know what he's looking like over there for price over on FanDuel, but barring it, um, you know, if he's less than 45, I think he's definitely an option at 45. I, I can see taking a share, but I really just don't feel as comfortable knowing that, you know, if he was that 38 range, I'd be all over him. But um, 45 is a little tough to, to get behind in this matchup, knowing that L.A. still got very good perimeter de- defenders and uh, Bradley, Green, and Catavius um, Cobalt Pope. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's mostly going to be Horford for me. Uh, I, I'd rather play guys like, you know, Andre Drummond. At, uh, and um, there was one other guy that we talked about in Davis uh, over Simmons for a very mm-hmm. comparable price tag. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm with you, man. Good stuff. All right. Our chicken suit challenge, we have the insanity of what? Baisley versus Crab, correct? Yeah, you're gonna win that one. The more I think about Whatever. it, like, yeah, you got it. You and got Maker Maker versus who? Uh it was Maker versus some bum in that in that first game, I think, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of who I, I was. It was uh Maker versus someone. Who the hell was it? We're gonna have to go back and listen now, coach, because we're both shot. I'm completely brain dead on who that's I know he's a bum. I don't know. All right, we'll go back and listen, but uh, I'll just watch. I'll just watch Maker. Yeah, have like five. I feel like it was somebody on Brooklyn. I want to say it was somebody on Brooklyn, but I'm I'm just not too sure. Someone bad on Brooklyn. Maybe I'm wrong. Was it like Wilson Chandler? Was it it Wilson Chandler? Might have said it was Wilson Chandler. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Well, I'll mark Chandler down. That's fine. I'll take it. I think that's what it was. I could be wrong. We'll figure it out. Listen. All right. Well, we got that locked in. We always, uh, you know, the day, where are the days when we had cat versus uh, MB? That that was some good stuff. We, it seems like our, our chicken suit challenges guys that suck anymore. (laughs) Well, it's, it's less, I think it's a little less fun when you just say like top guy versus top guy, because those guys go off every single night and you're, you're yeah. more or less, we're going to make a chicken suit challenge of guys like Drummond and Embiid and those guys. It should be who does worse. Who do you think the guy's going to bust is going to be rather True. than the guy that's going to have the big game. Cause it's, you know, when, when we dive down we talk about guys like Darius Baisley and Alan Crabb, I think it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more fun. I mean, it's a little gross. We having to bring those guys up and, put any sort of confidence in them but it just goes to show that you know we dive deep we look into these guys that nobody else is probably looking at and uh if you know you get a guy like that on the right night and maybe if we just bring him up and you you can get him right on that right night because we just talked about him and bet on him that one day yeah uh, that's that's bonus i mean seriously though uh with all with all everything that we said and the chicken suit challenge it's all laugh it's all fun me and coach go back and forth 
Uh, those aren't guys that you're looking at in single entry lineups and no, you know, no, no. anything like that. Even your cash games are nothing like those are strictly GPP plays. And you've got to be able to stomach, you know, seeing that eight point game and chucking your money away uh, if you're playing them in those GPP games, because it's very possible. This is like a 20 entry, you know, max or 150 entry max, couple bullets at most kind of guy. So uh, proceed with caution on them. But we want to just talk point. about them. Because, yeah, uh, and that was a that was. I'm glad you said it that way because that's why I brought it up. Is we just because we chicken suit challenge these guys? It's not because we think they're gonna take down a slate. It's because we're trying to beat each other for the chicken suit challenge, and one guy may have five fantasy points, and the other one might have six. So we're just doing that for fun. Now, all the other stuff we're telling you when we're building these lineups are, are the real deal. So. That's definitely the stuff, uh, like Mike said, that, that you want to pay attention to. So my secret scroll is Schroeder from the the uh, Thunder. Who who do you have for a secret squirrel putting you on the secret spot? Secret squirrel. I didn't talk. All right. So put me on the spot. I'm going to mention somebody that we didn't talk about, and I guess that makes him a secret squirrel. It's going to be Tristan Thompson going uh-huh. against me. We didn't, we didn't touch on him. He's only 5900 on DK, $2,000 cheaper than Kevin Love with just as much upside going against that porous uh, Chicago front court. It kind of got glanced over because we mentioned so many other centers on the slate. But maybe yeah. on a site like FanDuel, uh, you know, Drummond gets ruled out. You're not going to Carl Anthony Towns. You get Noel at power forward. You could slot uh, a Mr. Tristan Thompson in there at center if you'd like. Or he's a perfect guy for fantasy draft when you can have multiple centers. Multiple. I think that's a good exactly. one. He'll be he'll be uh, secret squirrel eligible because he'll be single digit ownership for sure. So I like it, man. I like it. All right. Uh, any final words for our wonderful listeners out there? Have fun. And, uh, you know, re- how about you guys root for Alan Crabmont for me on this one? I'm going to need yeah. it. <laughs> the more I think about it, I'm looking at Baisley's box scores. Uh, Adams gets rolled out. You know, he's going to play his 24, 25 minutes and get 18, 15, 18 in the bag. Crab, uh, man, I'm going to need him to be hot like tonight. <laughs> I'm going to need him we to be got, hot tonight. We got a potry reeling already. Oh, we're, yeah. we're we're officially let's see two well, nine tied, hours until slate lock tied up, right? slate. i think we're still real. tied up in this chicken suit i think it's yeah we're seven, seven 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 yes all because of that one day where three of you guys got ruled out coach Damn, Bone that chilling. was just that was just the biggest tap on the shoulder from god for you i've ever seen like i got you on this one buddy here I, i'll take care of you yeah it was <laughs> it was gut-wrenching well, all right, dude. It's been fun like normal. We always find a way to do a long show, regardless of the size of the slate. But that's because we love you guys out there. But uh, great stuff today, Mike. Fun show. Don't forget to to go to mybookie.ag, jump on there with the promo code today, and just crush it on there. Uh, order that Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Make sure to to. Uh, Go to hoopdashball.com. Some great stuff from our mothership back there with Dan Bespris pulling all the switches and buttons and pushing all the levers and all the fun stuff he does back there. So we thank uh, everybody involved and really uh, just enjoyed uh, spending our Saturday morning with you like we normally do. So thank you for joining us for Hoopball NBA DFS today for our other two pros Miles and Andrew, and for my man Mike Patria, I am Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Good luck, guys.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.